The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for Cowboys Storyline. It's Tuesday, November 14th. The Cowboys are getting ready for a Carolina team that they have just one win. But uh, we've already seen this this year. We've already played this game, so let's don't let's don't go down that road. I think the Cowboys know that. They need to be focused. Not going to try to jump too far ahead. Um you know, obviously, this is a stretch in the schedule, though, that the Cowboys should be able to get some wins, but they gotta they gotta stack it. I thought they did a nice job Tuesday, um, Tuesday, uh, Sunday uh, uh, against the Giants, and and you know, taking care of business there. And then uh, we'll see what happens here this Sunday in Carolina. I haven't played here a ton, but um, I can promise you, there's going to be a ton of Cowboy fans there. Um, it's always kind of a theory of mine. I mean, it's not really a, anything hard hitting it's just the fact that when you when you when you go to places that didn't have football in the 70s there's gonna be a ton of cowboy fans and Steelers because that that was the team you know that those were the teams that were really dominating back then so you know Charlotte didn't have a team at the time so you know you got to pick a team well why not them um and and so you know Carolina I mean they 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 do a good job uh with with their fan base there and, and they have for a while but but obviously there's gonna be a lot of cowboy fans there especially with the season that that they're having. All right, 888-855-2297, 817-290-3298. Have a couple of um, news and notes to, to hit uh, today. Um, the Cowboys confirmed, uh, or Jerry Jones confirmed at least, that, that Leighton Vander Esch will not return this season. Uh, he has been on IR with a neck injury. They were hoping to get him back at some point. That is not going to happen. Um, and I think now the bigger question is, is, Will he come back at all? I mean, I think I think you have to to wonder that uh, with with now two um, injuries, season ending injuries with his neck, he's probably going to need surgery again. Uh, this has been an injury since college, and he just never has been able to fully overcome it. He's played through it a lot, but and this is we're talking about serious stuff here with his neck, and so I. I I don't know. I don't know about past this year, but it does um, appear to be that he will be out for the season this year. And the Cowboys have tried to piece it together here at linebacker. Marquise Bell's been in there a lot, obviously with Damone Clark. Um, our, uh, Michael Parsons has played some. Uh, some of these other safeties have moved in there. Uh, Rashad Evans. So they've you know they they've been able to kind of get together, but obviously that's a big loss, a significant loss, as Jerry Jones said. All right, let's uh, let's get to the calls though. We'll, let's get this thing started off. We got a first time caller from John in Green Bay. What's up, man? Hey, hey good 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 morning, Nick. Hey, listen, I, I love this show, man. I love the fan interaction. I I certainly love your knowledge of the game, which is Thank why you. of all the all, all the shows I could call. I'm calling you with the answer to this question, hopefully. And I have a question for you, too. Okay. All right. So why do we never, and I mean ever, can I've been watching double the gunners on their punt team to give Turpin or Vaughn, whoever's back there, a little room to maneuver. I mean, the, the two gunners coming down are the quickest ones. They're fast enough to get away from a linebacker, which are the other people coming down. But we never, ever double the gunners, and they're right on our guy. Every on every punt, and I can never figure that out. Other teams always double the gunners. I don't know about always. I mean, you're 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 setting yourself up for a fake if you do that. 
Because you think about it now, you just put five guys that aren't that aren't going to stop the ball. That's five. Because you got you double. At least you want to double both of them, or just double at least at least one. I mean, even well, I guess double one. Maybe. One of them. Because I think about it, if you doubled both plus Turpin, that's five guys. You only have six in there, and they have a punter. So that's you know, I mean, you're you're talking about maybe you know some fakes up the middle and things like that. Um, but but I mean you're not wrong in in, in your theory of, of that. I mean there, there's some different things that they can do to disguise that. I mean I wish more than anything they would just tell the guys don't hold at all. I mean it's an absolute backbreaker. Even if Turpin doesn't get loose there, it's a backbreaker when you catch the ball at the 20 yard line and next thing you know there's a holding penalty and now you're back inside the 10. So I I don't know. I mean I I think I think they want to get the ball in his hands and they're doing it on offense. That's kind of what they're doing. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's some strategy involved with special teams, and I don't think anyone knows it as well as Bones, so uh, John Fossil. So I, I think, you know, that, that there's a reason why they don't do it, and a lot of it is because you, you, you set yourself up for, you know, some, some fakes and, and things like that. Okay. Well, good All right. enough. I got that, a question. That, there's the answer. I got, a yeah. qu- I got a question for you. How long have you lived in Green Bay? Uh, well, I was – Born and raised, and then I spent 30 years in the Marine Corps, and now I'm back. Uh, oh, you're back. But, so, well, I was wondering, I was like, did, have you ever, like, driving around, did you ever see Mike McCarthy? I mean, but was he there when you were there? N- no, I was uh, here in the in the 80s. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right. yeah, I mean, every everything up here is, is, is Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an outlier up here. I bet. You know? I bet. But yeah. it just seems like it's, it's such a you know it's such a small place and you you know everybody kind of knows everyone. I just wonder you're driving around like hey, there's the head coach. There's you know that, that just happens. It's kind of a, it's well, a you cool. See it, you you run into them at Wal- you run into different Packers at, at Walgreens in places that you wouldn't even think of. Yeah. You know? it's but, an awesome uh, again, place. I'm, I'm yeah. wearing cowboy gear all the time, so Good. they Good give me side eye anyway. Good for you, John. All right, appreciate that. Good call. Thank you for starting us off here today. I love. I love going to to Lambo, you know, because it's just it's it's so unique from other places, you know, when you're just like you just know you're in an NFL city. You you, you know, you, you feel it, you see, you know, the huge stadium, but this place, I mean, you could be you're just driving down, it's like, "Here, here's here's Burt's Tire place and here's, you know, here's, you know, Winn-Dixie or whatever and then, you know, here's here's the Mini Mart and then and there's Lambo Field. I mean, it's just this all one little neighborhood. It's like perfect. All right. Let's go to Dylan in Northport, Florida. Dylan, what's up? Hey, Nick. Uh, what's up, man? How you doing? How are you? I'm all right. Sorry about uh, your rush call yesterday. I had an emergency come up while I was on hold there, so I had to kind of go quick. So oh, my okay. bad on that one. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It was funny. <laughs> it was. It was like I gotta go. I gotta go. See you later. I'm like, okay, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, you man, squeezing it was, us in, it, in in your emergency. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, something weird came up. So, so sorry. Right. But um, forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Um, that Leighton Vanner news that that really sucks for him. I feel so bad for that guy. He, um, God, he he probably. I don't presume to know what he's thinking or feeling or whatever. But man, I think he's probably got to hang it up because you don't mess around with that next stuff. You know, that's what got gotten a lot of guys here after their careers in trouble. And I know some of these guys take, you know, they got to take painkillers every day. They can hardly move. And um, you've got to be careful with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And same thing with, you know, Tyron Smith's kind of in the same boat, too, with his back. He's got to be careful, too, with that. He's going to be hanging it up pretty soon, I would think. Um, but, yeah, linebacker is going to be a big need for us, I think. Uh, next year we got Overshone 
it's probably going to take uh, two years to be himself again. I'm scared um, with Diggs with, with that ACL as well. But, um, uh, you know, we're seeing it from Steele right now. He's not the same. Um, we saw with Gallup. He's kind of returning to form now. And there's a big mental part of it. Um, you know, there's a big a big uh, physical part of it. So linebacker is going to be thin here uh, going into next season. So we need to definitely uh, focus on that, I think, in the yeah. draft. Well, and then go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Nope. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Well, I was just just going to point out to you about the about the steel. I mean, the steel injury he is, hasn't been a full season yet um, for for steel. I mean, I mean, he ha- it happened in early December. He's playing through it, and he's he's been able to to go. You know, the good thing if there is one about Overshone and Diggs. I mean, their injuries happened very early in the season. So, uh, and yes, they they have different positions. They have to run a little bit more, cut, jump, all the, all those things. But I think from a confidence standpoint, I mean, I think if they can be on that same, um, you know, plan that that Steele was, they're going to be, you know, further along, you know, in, in from training camp, off season, things like that. So, yeah, very true. And Overshone's a young guy too. I mean, Diggs is as well. So, yeah. um, they haven't had a lot of those kind of injuries and, and a lot of that wear and tear. So, hopefully, that plays a factor as well in a quick recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything wanna, else? Yeah, I want to talk about Dak real quick. Um, the throw he had where everybody kind of pooped their pants where he got hit real hard, um, that was one of the best throws I've ever seen the guy make in his career. That, that thing was like on the money, and he got destroyed. And um, why well, – I, I guess I'll leave you with a question. Why is it that quarterback success, especially when I talk about it in the media and all the fans and all that, it's the one position that really leans heavily on playoff and, and Super Bowl success? I mean – you can have the quarterback do every single thing right, but there are so many guys on the team from not even just the players, but coaches, the, the staffing, per, the person that, you know, all, all these people that make all these decisions all season long, off season, all these people are responsible for the team's success, but it all seems to fall on really for the Cowboys, two people. It's the quarterback and it's Jerry. Those are the two people that people are the two guys that people always point fingers at when this team fails. And I just want to know why is it that, you know, you can have, Ten guys not do their job. Dak does his job, and people will still point the finger at Dak. And maybe it's the same case for other teams as well. But it feels like it's just magnified to the umpteenth degree with Dak Prescott. So yeah, I'll hang yeah. up and listen to your response on that. And yeah. then, well, I mean, thanks for the call, uh, Dylan. And the reason why it's magnified is the same reason why that that I'm going to get you know ten. 10, 12 calls here this morning from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Florida, and Virginia, and Texas, and California, and I mean, it's this is it. I mean, this is this is the Cowboys. I mean, I mean, this is what what it is. I mean, the Cowboys. Um, that's the way Jerry wants it. That's the way it's been. And and you know, you're talking about the Cowboys, good or bad. That's that's it. I mean, the, the playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is not the same as playing quarterback for the Lions. I mean, it's just it's not. I mean, and go back to. When and and I just threw the Lions out there. I mean, but it's, there's a lot of teams like that. I mean, Romo was criticized more than any quarterback that I can remember. Here's an undrafted quarterback that you know was was just you know he he became like a star like overnight. It was a it was a great story. Yet he was he was he was put on a pedestal because he was not at Aikman's level. They didn't win like Aikman. Didn't win like Staubach. But yet, I mean, he didn't get. Any of the criticism that the guys in his class, um, the Matt Ryans, the Matthew Staffords, you know, guys like that, first round picks, top top three picks, guys like that, it's just not the same. And so, and and and, and 
you don't want it to be the same. Like, like I know I get the frustration, but at the same time, it's like the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They're, they're going to be on Sunday night football. They're going to be on Monday night. They're going to be, you know, you're going to, you're going to hear about them all the time. You know, you've got those guys on, on the, the networks that, that are, you know, fake, you know, fake broadcasters that, that try to be fake haters on the Cowboys knowing damn well that the reason why they're there is because they're here to talk about the Cowboys. So, I'm just saying you can't have it both ways. And so if that gets unfair criticism, that's that's part of it. Right now he's not though. He's not getting that. Him he he's playing well uh and he's I I guess he's being discussed as an MVP candidate. I think it's early for all of that, but uh but he's playing at that high level right now. So I think that that's a good thing. All right. Tony in Alexandria, Virginia is next. Tony. Hey Nick, am I on? You are on. What is up? How you up? doing Nick? How, how are you? I'm great, man. Hey, um, I got a couple of things because uh, one caller said it is starting to get harder to get on your show now. It's just become so popular. So you you got to kind of like almost take notes so you know not to forget to talk about, you know, certain things. So I'll, I'll be quick here. Appreciate so, it. Thank you. Favorite player, uh, kind of 1-1-A, uh, Michael Urban and Deion Sanders, hands down for me. Because uh, whenever you hear them talk or whatever, um, I, I haven't played football. I didn't play it in high school. didn't play it in college. But... They make me want to go put on a helmet and go out there and try it. Um, and then uh, favorite wrestler, I'd have to go either good guy or bad guy. Good guy, and I kind of base it off of their walkout music. My good guy would be Ultimate Warrior. Uh, my bad guy would be uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Mark Calloway. And if you don't know who that is, that's AKA the Undertaker. Undertaker, and, yeah, yeah. It would, and he's a Cowboy fan, by the way. I yeah, I think that, we met him. We met him yeah. not too long ago. Um, yeah, Michael Parsons it, met him. Yeah, right. And it'd be so funny because he would you would hear his bongs on his come out music, and the, the the guy he was facing or whatever they'd be looking around. Oh my God, where is he coming from? Is he coming out the back? Is he coming from under the ring? Is he coming from the roof? It would be just so hilarious to, to look on their faces uh, when that bong music would come on. And then um, a, a, a fan called in about the jersey color. Yes, I am all for that. Um, I I don't know. I, I have a couple helmets in my man cave, a white one, the traditional silver one, and then I got a black one, too. The black looks cold to me, but that's just my opinion. You know, if they did a black police outfit. But, and then, um, last but not least, a meet and greet. That is a phenomenal idea. I would be down for that. You just would have to, you guys would have to just give the fans enough notice so we can, you know, us out of towners could, you know, book flights and all that yeah. other travel arrangement stuff. We, need, we anyway, need some kind of fan fest for the, for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, and just not when it's like blazing hot down there because that would be a mess, you know, being out there in a blazing hot July heat or whatever. But yeah. anyways, I'll hang up and listen. All right. Great show. Uh, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you got to remember there's, a, there's this thing called the Ford Center. Um, we'd book that. That's what would happen. We're not going to be out there in the blazing, you know, heat in July. Uh, no thanks. So, uh, yeah, you, people think, oh, you're from Texas. You're used to it. No. F that. No. <laughs> no. Get out of the heat as much as you can. You don't get used to that. You don't get used to baking in the oven. Um, but, yeah, good good stuff. A lot of good good things there. Undertaker, the Warrior, Ultimate Warrior, um, Michael Irvin, um, blue, I mean, he's talking about silver uniforms, silver jerseys. I'm not a big fan of that. I've seen, I've seen the, those jerseys. Uh, I don't ever look at those jerseys when I see, you know, and the fans wear them and go, they should wear those. I just, I don't know. There's something about that. That's not my favorite, but, um, I don't know. I mean, they, they'll, they'll trick it up every now and again, and they've done it a lot more lately than, than they have in, in the past. All right. 
Uh, let's go to a text question here. Joe in Florida, could you describe the coaching style difference McCarthy brings versus the previous regime? And could you tell a story about the triplets? Uh, I was looking here back here. There's a, I thought it was Aikman, Irvin, and and uh, and uh, Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett. <laughs> I'm forgetting Emmett Smith. Um, no, the reason why I paused there, uh, we got different triplets to talk about here soon. But those three, um, you know, I I I covered nine, 1999 was my last year here, and they were all they were all still there. So that was kind of cool, you know, um, because. Earlier in the decade, you know, I was in I was in junior high and high school, you know, when they all started getting here. And so being a big fan and watching them win and all that and then be at the end of the decade to be able to cover them was was kind of surreal. Um, and Dion was in there, too. Um, so that that season and, and Daryl Johnston for like a game or two. And uh, so it was it was a lot. It was that, you know, changing of the guard, really. I, I don't have a ton of stories on them. Um, you know, Emmett, maybe a little bit more because I because I'm. I covered him for three or four seasons, but, um, uh, you know, it was just like, like for me, it was almost like just being, you know, it was just being a, a fan. Like, what am I doing here? Like, this is just so weird. You know, when you think about it and next thing, you know, and I, and I kind of wonder that a little bit when I see like NBA players that are, you know, they get in the league and they're 18 years old, 19 years old. And I'm like, they, they only know LeBron playing in the NBA. Like he's, 20 years i mean then the next thing you know you're guarding him like that's just kind of weird I, I i wonder how how people like that take it not to say i was guarding those guys but just covering them you know trying to be professional and then but just 10 years ago i was trying to get their autograph you know or stuff like that so it, it, it that was cool and and you know and i you know definitely every time you see those guys you know they are royalty around here so uh, uh and it's not just them it's it's the guys that were that were here that played that, that you know helped them win championships things like that as for the different coaching style i mean jason and 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 jason garrett mike mccarthy i mean they that that's a whole show right there i mean i, I i'm sorry i can't just 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 think all right what, what are the big differences there i mean it's probably not as many as you would say i would think from a fan's perspective i think coaches that that coached for for both and scouts that that have been here for obviously for both i mean they they know the differences and 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 what they like to do and 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 things like that but i mean to sit here and talk about the coaching style difference um i don't i don't have i don't have a whole lot for you on that one i really don't i'd have to think about that one a little bit i mean i'm sure there there are some i'm just not i'm I'm just not there i you, you hit me with some good ones on, on on the text line there that's one i gotta think about a little bit uh we got a caller from north carolina let's go to otis north carolina hey nick how are you i'm good man how are you i'm doing well got two things for you okay. um first one i was kind of i'm not i'm not sure i'm kind of upset yesterday because um, listen to a lot of listen to the fan and still a lot of people calling in talking about how uh, how they were not impressed necessarily with this win, um, and it's kind of really pretty really just dunking on Dak saying that he wasn't you know he's, he's still not good, a good quarterback. Who, who's saying so this? So like, who, who's saying this? Really? There, there were a lot of callers. There were a lot of callers calling in yesterday on, um, on like on the, the on the radio station. Yeah, just saying how they weren't impressed with the win. You know, wake you know wake me up when we play a play a, a better team. So on and so forth. I mean, you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. I mean, yeah, that was, that's... to me, you, you do what you're supposed to do when you get out there. Um, but that, I mean, a lot of people were yeah. talking about Dak and so on and so forth. Pretty, I, I got people even saying that they don't like Dak just because 
he made the money he made. Because they call him selfish for getting the contract that he got, so he would spread the wealth around like um, like Tom Brady or somebody. You're, you're was, not I, you're not listening to and hanging out with fans. Like these <laughs> are just these are. I mean seriously, because it's not a fan. Anybody that says "Wake me up when they play," you're not a fan. You're not a fan. You're you're just a casual. You just want to sit there and you want to be able to say "Aha, I told you," whatever. Because that's not a fan. I There's agree. a schedule, and and also anyone that thinks Dak is making a whole lot of money from from NFL quarterback standpoint, he's right in the middle. He's he, not. He's right he's in the not. middle. So, no one. They just remember Dak getting the contract. They don't remember the 13 others that have you know been leapfrogging him on that list Absolutely. at this point. So th- these people are are. Are not are they're misinformed? That's that's what it is. They're, that's that's all it is. Okay, so, I agree, and I appreciate that. What do you Second got? One is um, um, CD Lamb. Um, oh, is he playing, is he playing, playing well? Great. Is he is he meeting up to the he, standards of these of these so called fans? Is he playing okay? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, he is. And I, um, I know there's, there's been a little bit of controversy about what he said after the game. Oh, yes. um, I think he was misquoted, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think listen, he was watching the clip. He's, Watching the clip, he said, "I'm one of those ones. You know, I'm I'm a top receiver in this game." It was ta- it was quoted as saying, "I'm the top receiver in this game." So I didn't know if you caught that or not, but I've, a lot of the quotes I've seen, he said it's, he is the guy. Like, he is the uh, top I don't think he said that. Yeah, it's it's definitely been discussed here in the office. We uh, we were a part of that as well. I mean, we I mean, we. We have the story up, and 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 it says, and and you know, we had to listen to it yesterday, and that's exactly what he says. I'm one of them ones. I'm a mm-hmm. top receiver in the league, um, and that's and what I thought. yeah, and and that's 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 what that's what I heard as well. It's really close um, to I'm the I'm <laughs> I'm a top receiver, um, but right. but I really believe I think because if he says I'm one of them ones, uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a top receiver in this league. Um, I think right. I think that's what he meant, and you know, but. But you know what? Like when I heard it and read it, you know, I'm I'm the top receiver. I didn't really blink. I was like, okay, I'm kind of surprised if he said that. But he's not wrong. I mean, I, I mean, right now he's. I don't think he is. I don't think he's wrong in in saying that. Yeah. But but he's definitely one of the top receivers in the league. I just, I just love the confidence he has right now, and he's playing well, and it's, it's good to see. Yep, it's very good to see. He is he is he is Thank one you, of those Nick. players. All, Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, Otis, good stuff. Uh, let's keep moving here. Michael Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hello. What's up, Mike? You there, Michael? Hey. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, what you said this morning makes sense. Uh, uh, I'm from a small town in North Carolina, and the Cowboys roam basically every week, so. Uh, I'm actually from the same town uh, Greg Ellis is from. Okay. He went, to, he went to my high school a couple of years after I graduated. But uh, what I wanted to ask was, uh, Greg Olson was or Olson was talking about during the during the game uh, Sunday. If Dak keeps playing like this, he's going to be in the MVP conversation at the end of the season. I know there's a lot left, but if he continues at this pace. I mean, do you think that's a possibility? I, I remember when Romo should have won the MVP, but uh, Aaron Rodgers got it, and uh, so I, yeah. I'm just not sure about you know. Yeah, um, you know, you say at this pace, what what you're talking about stats or well, record? the way he's, the way he's going with the minimal interceptions, the 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 I mean, he, you know, three and four hundred yard games, and and not making the mistakes. Do you? Yeah. 
You you see him being in the conversation? Or, yes, or? He, I see him being in the conversation. They have to beat the Eagles. They have to. Yeah. He, he has to change that, and he, and he has to you know probably win one of those games there in Buffalo, Miami. Which I mean, seriously, watching that game, you know, last night. I mean, who's afraid of that? Who's afraid of Buffalo? Yeah. They're five and five. I mean, they they aren't they aren't as good as everyone kind of thought that they were. And um, you know, I'm not saying that won't be a tough game, but but they you know. I, I, they have every game on this schedule is, is winnable. Every single one. That's yeah. how good they are. Uh, I think they'll be favored to win probably all but maybe one or two of these games. So they have to go and win those games. They, the, the narrative can't be the Cowboys are just beating up on these teams that don't have winning records. They have to beat Seattle. They have to beat the Eagles. You know, and, and I'm not jumping ahead. I mean, obviously you got to win these other games. You can't have another stinker like you did against the, you know, the Cardinals. You can't have that. Well, so, yeah. so, yeah, I mean – on this pace, stat-wise, sure, but he's all—he's got to jump it up a little bit, and win some of these games, um, you know, against some some big competition. But you do that, and and you put this team, you know, if, if I think if they go win the the NFC East, which is not going to be easy at this point, but if they can do that and get into that conversation, then you, sure, I think Dak is is one of those guys. Yeah, I think they can win the East. And hey, you had three first-time callers yesterday at the end of the show and started off with one. That's four in a row. That's yeah. four in a row. Dylan, yeah. Dylan from Northport, he 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 broke the streak, but which is fine. But yeah, we had we definitely had four in a row. I'm not sure one of these other ones weren't first time. They didn't say it, but they might have been. But uh, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely getting harder to get on, which is awesome. Cause it's awesome. I don't want this show to go anywhere. I, nah, we're good. I love this show. We're good. We're in. The only thing that changed, we might we might in you know, the off season, we might uh we might go a little longer. Uh, at, at some points, you know, get you guys, um, everybody get a chance to get going. But yeah, this has been great. And then Michael, you're one of them that calls all the time. I appreciate you getting in. And I hope LVE, not not for football, but I hope LVE gets healthy. So you yeah. know, for his health, yeah, and if he can play football, fine. But you know, his health is more important. Definitely, and it's that's a that's a tough deal. These players that that are. You know that are young. I mean, like you know, they're they're still they're still. Young. I mean, he's twenty, what twenty seven, maybe twenty eight years old. Um, so that's you know, he's still got he's still got. Uh, hopefully, he's not done playing football. I mean, let's just let's just say that. But he's got to make some de- de- decisions here. And you know, I mean, just look at the writing on the wall. He had neck injury in college. I mean, he missed seven games. I think his junior year because of a pinched nerve in his neck. Um, sophomore junior year it was the year before he got drafted. So, uh, and, and and then he gets you know then he gets here and he has a great rookie year and he makes a second team All Pro, makes the Pro Bowl, and we're thinking, oh, this is you know the next Erlacher, then the next Leroy Jordan, you know these great linebackers, and then the the neck injuries continue to to resurface. So, um, you know, hopefully hopefully he'll make the the right decisions for him and, and his family. And all that, and we wish him the best. And you know, I'd love to see him play again. I, I hope, I hope that we haven't seen his last game. I, I really hope that. But uh, then again, that's a decision he's got to make. All right, uh, Big Al in San Antonio is next. Big Al, what's up? Oh. Okay. That's, that's for my boy. Hey, perfect, perfect timing. I'm glad you were the one to to be on that call for that. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. I'm gonna. I hope it ain't his last, but you know I keep him in my prayers and uh, hope he uh, do enjoy his last. But Van is my, he's my boy. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's a. 
He was a really good player, and he and he is a good player. He is a good player. He's not. He's still, yes, he's still he on is. the team. Yes, he is. Hey, you know, uh, three weeks ago I said the Cowboys are going to be okay. Yeah. Yep. I just hate to say it, man. You know, and today's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, man. Happy Thank birthday. You. And a good present for me, 68 years in this world. And I'm going to tell you, and I've always been a Cowboys fan. If we, We're going to do it. I, I just feel it, Nick. I feel it, bro. What is it? We're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to make it to the championship game. Okay. okay. That's, that's... We're going to make it to the championship game. We're going to whoop the hell out of Philly. Well, I mean, I'd like to see it. I mean, it was yep. it was there. It was there. It was there to win. It was there for the taking. I don't think anyone's yeah. going to be afraid of them. You got to play them again. I mean, they're good. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, they're they're a really good team. But I, I think, give them their props. But the but Cowboys are good have. too. Like that's the thing. Like this is a good team. This is a good mm-hmm. football team. You can throw Arizona, the Arizona game out there all you want to, but we all know this. That when they are blocking like they blocked here in this last game, this this offensive line starting to come together. That offensive line that what that was a that was a preseason game offensive mm-hmm. line. You know, Tyron Smith is turning the corner now. Tyron Smith is 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 he's turning the clock is what he what he's doing. Yes, I mean, he's playing really really well. And he yes, wasn't in that game. Zach Martin wasn't in that game. I mean, Tyler Biotis. Mm-hmm. Went, I mean, that's that's like eighteen Pro Bowls right there on that offensive line, not in the game. So uh, it, it, it's significant, and, and that's how you neutralize yourself to another team when, when that happens. But I think yeah. this team is a really good team as well. So Yes, it is. I, ain't, I don't have no questions for okay. you, but I got one more thing before I get up off of here. One more time for Zan. Zan. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Pre- Appreciate the call. The funny story about that is I, I talked to the guy that was running – um, the uh, merchandise. He was the director of Cowboys merchandise at the time. And uh, I said to him that, you know, you might think about a T-shirt here about how, with Leighton Van Der Esch with Hal, you know. And I was like, what about if you put Hal about them Cowboys and with a picture of him? And he kind of did. He was like, yeah. He was like, well, we're, we're working on that. Yeah, okay, cool. I was like, okay. Figured y- y'all were, you know, cool. And then, like, the next day, his assistant came over and said, hey, uh, hey, Nick, we're going to do your idea. I'm like, oh, you are? I mean, the other guy just kind of dismissed it. But he apparently told the staff, like, we're doing this. And in two or three weeks, the T-shirts were out there in the pro shop. So I was pretty proud of that. So, uh, And no, I didn't get anything for that other than a nice little, uh, good job. So uh, it's cool. You know, got some for the kids. How about them Cowboys? Um, I thought he was going to be uh, a really big star. I really I thought Van Der Esch was going to have a great career. It's just it's sad that the injuries uh, took its toll like that. All right. Um, let's go to uh, Rob in Vegas. What's up? Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Great. My, uh, if we're talking wrestling. Yeah. <clears throat> I like uh, Jimmy Fly Snooker oh, yes. and, uh, to- and Tony Atlas when I was young. Uh, Tony Atlas was just like a – I mean, he was – I mean, what, he, he was like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he was a body. Yeah, I think what he in competitions and stuff like that. Yeah, I think yeah. he was Mister America, Mister USA, Miss Universe. Probably not Miss USA, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he was uh, he was big time. Uh, but yeah, Superfly Snooker. Oh man, I mean, off the top rope. Yeah, he yeah, was good time. Rope. Of course, yeah, most of these about- most of these guys yeah, have a story that's not you know when you when you really look them up. Most of their stories aren't aren't great, and his is not for sure. No. Uh, uh, when you look at you know off the off the field 
out of the ring, I guess yeah. you would say. So, anyways, though, out of the ring, out of the ring. What do you got, Rob? You know, we talk about criticism of Dak, and I'm all for criticism. I mean, we do it, but my problem is who's doing the you know criticizing. When I see Dan Orlovsky <laughs> criticize Dak, I'm like, that's like Stevie Wonder giving driving lessons. I'm like. Dan was Dan was in a good quarterback. Dan was was the guy that stepped out of bounds in the end zone. Right, and so it, it'd be different if it was Peyton Manning or you know Troy Aikman, Tom Brady, and I and I just think, like you said, this 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 shows ESPN and stuff that all they if the Cowboys didn't exist, they may not exist. Yeah, I I hear you on that, but I also want to be I. I, I... NFL players, they, they, they know their stuff. They've played in, in the game. And, and I, I hate to say that if you're not Troy Aikman or Tony Romo that you can't do that because we have guys on our panels here that, that played. Some of them played. Some of them were six-time Pro Bowlers. Some of them played a couple of years, two or three years, bounced around, didn't do a whole, you know, didn't start a lot. I mean, but, but I still think that their knowledge of the game is, is off the charts. So I, I I hate to say I don't want to say that about Orlowski because he wasn't a great NFL quarterback that he doesn't understand the game. You know what I mean? I mean, be, th- yeah. th- think about it. And this is absolutely no disrespect at all. I'm just the Cowboy on the Cowboys radio. Babe Laufenberg is an outstanding analyst. He has been there for a long, long time. He does a great job with Brad Cham. He he played he played in the NFL for you know five or six years. Started a, f- a few games, one I'm game. The same guy, right? So, so that, that that's my point. I I don't like to just say, well, you don't know your stuff. I mean, I think Isaiah Stanback's as good as as they as we have here, and and Isaiah didn't didn't play a ton. Um, so, I yeah, the, the criticism on Dak is it's is it's just it sells. You know, that's that type of thing. So yeah, I want to ask you something. You know, you talk about favorite players and mm-hmm. stuff. What's your favorite teams like? The, the the two teams that always come to mind that I enjoyed watching the whole year was the the Cowboys' first Super Bowl with Jimmy, yeah, because we saw what they how bad they were and how they yeah worked their way up, and Dak's rookie year with that was Z, fun when it was just a fun year. That it Pittsburgh was. game was one of my favorite games of all time. It was a fun team. It it, it sure was. Yeah, those those are some good ones. The you said the ninety one team. No. No. I, mean, I guess it'd be 92, 93, 92 season. Year, yeah, so. ninety two season yeah. was yeah that that was that was fun too because it's been so long since you've been a fan. Good good yeah. good stuff, Rob. Appreciate that. I like yeah. I like the Rob that Rob from Vegas when they're winning. You know what I mean? You're you're like you got nothing to say. You know you got nothing bad to say. Let's just go be you know go down memory lane. I love it. My my favorite team. My favorite team though is it's is like. And I, oh, I got a bunch. I got a bunch because they're different parts of your life. I mean, the 1983 team. I was seven years old, but I can remember. That's when I really, really started watching the team. And also, it's when my family got a VCR. We would record the games, and I, and I, and I. Some of those games I I had for a long time. I mean, my the 1983 game against the Saints is absolutely one of my favorites of all time. It's just a noon game, but it's just weird plays that happen. I love that game, but like 91. I like that team, and we did a documentary on that called 91. Um, I, I just I love that one because that was when they really started to turn the corner and, and, and like, hey, this is going to be a good team again. That was kind of fun. And then as for recently, yeah, that 16 team was fun. Um, I like them. I like the 2018 team. I like that, that that team, you know, and because 
it didn't look like it was going anywhere. And then we were in Washington. We're flying back from Washington. Next thing you know, they make a trade for Amari Cooper. And then, you know, that just kind of changed the whole thing. And then Leighton Van Der Esch, that was his year, rookie year, where he started coming on. And they was doing all the howling. And Jalen Smith was playing well. And that that was a fun team. I, I, and they won a playoff game there against Seattle. So that was uh, – I, I really enjoyed uh, – uh, that that season as well. All right, let's go. Oh man, we didn't even take a break. I'm sorry, Beam. What are we doing here? We didn't take a break. Let's take one real quick. Cowboy storyline. Going to break. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run eighty miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT and T five G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, back here for a few more minutes. We're going to go right back to the phone lines. We've got Steve in Washington. It's the Washington State. What's up? Conspiracy theory, Steve, from oh. Washington State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember this now. What's up? What so do you got for us? Today is just, you know, it's making it harder and harder to get in on the phone calls. I think it's a conspiracy to keep me off the air. I think that's what the conspiracy <laughs> is right now. <laughs> I think I think we need to get another phone line. I think that might <laughs> need to be what we need to do is make Chris Beam work even harder back there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what do you got, Steve? Cause the, uh, I got a quick question for you. Uh, Bryant that we just signed. Mark or, Davis. Or the rookies, or the free agents this year, who do you think is going to make the bigger impact this year? You're talking about the draft picks, like yeah, like, the draft picks, draft picks, or the oh, well, I, I would I would lean towards them because the draft picks because they actually play, and uh, they were playing the last few years. Um, 
I thought Mozzie Smith, it was encouraging what he's done. And, and Schoonmaker's going to be out there. Like, Schoonmaker is is a big guy that blocks, and, and they like to go with 12 and 13 personnel. He's going to be out there. Um, he can't keep dropping passes. You know, that obviously you don't you don't want a guy that, that your quarterback doesn't trust. Uh, I'm not saying he's at that at that point, but he needs Schoonmaker needs to make a big catch, you know, a big a big play. And he did. He he made a nice catch and he was short of the goal line. Um that you know, that, that could have been big for him. And um but he just hasn't it hasn't clicked yet for him. But I think it will. Um and then, you know, as for as for the other guys in the class, I mean it's just I'm not. I'm not giving them excuses. Just remember, this is this is a football team that was 12 and five two years in a row. So, and and they have a ton of draft picks two years ago. I had like 10 picks. So there's a lot of guys that are, that there's just not. It's just hard to make this roster. It's hard. It's hard to get some playing time. Uh, this has been a good football team. It's a rather deep team, and so you know it's not easy for rookies to to jump in here and make a big splash. Um, on this team, I, I think they thought Mozzie would do that a little bit more. Maybe he's you know picking it up a little bit. All right. Uh, as for Martavis Bryant, I mean he's you know he's just got to just keep doing his thing on the practice squad. He's been here a week or two. I'm not saying he won't get elevated. I, I you know he he very well could uh, for for a game or two. Um, it's just depending on you know do they they think that you know there'll be an injury knock on wood there'll there'll be there'll be a need for for a, a big receiver like that and and I, I'm sure he'll he'll get in at some point if he's ready. All right, Mike in Ohio is our next caller. Mike. Hey Nick. Hi. Hey, uh, long time long time podcast listener, first time caller. First time. All right. Appreciate yeah. that. First time. I uh, really like your show. Thank you. Uh, rest, my wrestler Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. And uh, I have two two cowboys from when I was a youngster. Uh, I really liked watching Bill Bates and Daryl Johnston. Yeah. And so my question for you, and maybe uh, if you got about it a little bit. Um, you know, the use of fullbacks, um, you know, we we kind of have that ability. We just don't see it that much. Uh, you know, I really liked, uh, you know, Daryl and Emmett, uh, that kind of team effort there. So, um, you know, yeah. you talked about that a little bit. And, you know, why aren't we seeing it that much in the NFL anymore? And I realize things changed a little bit, you know, over time. But uh, I really miss, miss uh, watching that kind of physicality. Yeah. Anyway, All right. Yeah, those two guys they uh did not care about their uh their own health and injury situation. I mean, they they would uh lay it out there um you know Bill Bates, Daryl Johnston, uh of course, you know, just just um they were fan favorites for that because because people can can relate to that, you know. You don't have to play in the NFL or even college. I mean, a lot of the guys played high school football, and 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 they know the the guys that that you know laid it on the line and the, and that weren't afraid and uh, uh, weren't afraid to mix it up. And those two guys kind of fit that that, that category, so they're always going to be big fan favorites there. And and you know, I mean, the, the game the game evolves a lot over the years, but it it kind of goes in cycles. Um, you know, I mean, as soon as you start. Saying all right, well, there's no fullback. We're not doing that. Then, then teams start. You know, they'll they'll be there'll be a few full. But there are some fullbacks still still playing because you know when you play a when you have a defense designed to stop 25 of the or 27 different teams, that's where you know it's like well if we have the personnel to run the ball on them, 
we'll do that. And so, th- therefore, every every now and again, you see it in college too. Teams that can kind of do a pro style, run the ball type of uh, of offense can can uh, can really hurt these defenses that are kind of designed to play against all this fast paced stuff. So, um, it goes in cycles. I don't I don't think the fullback is ever going to completely go away. Um, you you got to be able to do it though. You like you got to be able to to block. You you also have to you know catch the ball out of the backfield run you know run the ball so uh, it, it's you know it's not a lost art just just yet I mean you don't see it a lot but but you still there's still some out there all right we got one more caller Brian in Kansas City Brian what's up hey Nick how you doing I'm doing good sir hey you know I was thinking last night you know people always want to do these ranking boards you know yeah. who's the best and, and I'm not a big one on that just. Tell me who gets to the Super Bowl, but but I was thinking, what are Dak's signature wins? You know, whether he's a top ten quarterback or not, or whatever. But I thought his signature wins, and you you mentioned one of the games uh, or one of the seasons earlier in the in the in the podcast, the, the sixteen win against the uh, sixteen uh, against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The playoff win against Seattle, right? And the playoff win against the Bucks. I mean, no, to me, those are his signature. You know, you can't you can't believe the performance he put out there. Uh, and I have so, another one. I have another one for you. A game that that we wondered at why he was even playing. It was 2018 against the Giants. Last game of the season didn't really matter. Zeke did not play. Um, and he actually he went out there and, and and I think he needed that he hadn't been playing that well and they went and won that game I believe it was thirty six thirty five he had a, he had probably his best throw that I could remember rolling to his left on fourth down maybe could have run it threw a thirty something yard touchdown pass to Beasley in the back of the end zone great catch by Beasley they go for two win the game um, and then and then the next week I think that's when they go and they they beat Seattle but I think that game against the Giants when it was like why why is he even out here? It's because he needed a game like that, and, and he did it. So I I, always, I put that one in there as well. Yeah, I, I, now that you say that, I do remember thinking the same thing. Yeah. That they're holding Zeke out, right? Why not, not that? Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. And he, hey, and the other ahead. thing I had for you today. I've heard so many of the guys talk about how they got their job with the Cowboys. I've never heard you tell us how you got your job with the Cowboys. I'd uh, love to hear it, man. All right. I'll hang up, and you have a great day. All right. Uh, I can try to do it quickly here. Thank you for the call, Brian, in Kansas City. Ten-way tie. Tenth call, ten-way tie on, on the states. I always track the states there. Missouri, Washington, Ohio, Nevada, Kentucky, Texas, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, Wisconsin. Ten different callers from ten states. Love it. That's America's team. Um, for me... I mean, you, you, if you ever look up, you know, if you just Googled right place, right time, that's me. Uh, I, I was a senior in uh, Wichita, in Wichita Falls at Midwestern State University. That's where the Cowboys decided for some reason to have training camp there because it was only 112 in the summer. Uh, they decided to have training camp there close to home. So we moved from Austin there. I was a senior. I was working for the local paper there. Uh, the Cowboys called they, like, this thing called the Internet's kind of kind of happening now. We, maybe we need a, a, our own writer. We'll, we'll get some interns for 1998. So they called like my advisor at school. They're like, I got the guy for you. I did some things in 98 as an intern. They said, hey, we'll be back next year. Graduate, and we'll be back, and maybe we'll have a job for you. And that's what happened. Um, I graduated in 99. Uh, so this is the short version of the story, but it ended up, obviously, I, I took I took the job. In the summer of '99, right in the middle of training camp, I went from a media badge to a staff badge, 
And uh, I was told, hey, this this could really help you here uh, for a couple of years. This could open some doors. And so it's been 25. It's been 25 years, uh, but it's been a it's been a blast. And so I was lucky because I was uh, a student at the college that the Cowboys went for training camp, and that's how I got my job. So uh, and in that in that time, that same year, 1999, there's another young punk running around there with a camera named Chris Beam, and then here he is uh, producing all the podcasts now. All right. So for that guy, Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!